0: Welcome to episode 20 of Becoming an Elite Financial Advisor with Sten Morgan, where we help financial professionals like you recognize and reach your potential faster. You know, our culture is fascinated with the idea of superheroes. Many of them look normal, but they can do things normal humans simply can't do. But beyond the Marvel Universe, what if you had a superpower? And what if that superpower was the key to you becoming an elite advisor? And well, in today's episode, Stan and I share seven advisor superpowers and how you can utilize yours to become an elite advisor.
1: Welcome to our podcast, Becoming an Elite Financial Advisor. Today, we are going to talk about superpowers.
0: Superpowers. So let's go ahead and go through the whole Marvel. (laughs) Uh, We're going to go through the whole Marvel universe. This episode is going to be six, seven hours. Who's the
1: strongest of all of them.
0: We should pull in Brooke. Uh, your administrative assistant, because she's way into Marvel. Is she she no, could explain it all. Good to know. Uh, but no, we're not talking about Marvel. We're we're talking about superpowers of of elite advisors. That's right. And and the importance of and the belief that you have a superpower and uh, you need to develop that superpower and why sometimes developing that superpower can be really hard because you may not even realize you have it
1: yeah I love using this word in meetings uh, or conferences because it's just the face the look on every advisor's face is it's just not a term we use like we're financial planners advisors like we're, we do the job that everybody wonders why anybody would want to do that job <laughs> <laughs> My wife still wonders like I'm glad somebody wants to do that job yeah uh, but but superpowers are real, and when you meet an advisor that has one, it is that that feeling of just I've never experienced somebody having a meeting like that before. Or oh, man, the yeah. way they prospect—like, how do they get people to say yes so easily? Yeah. So you you need to have a superpower in this business because if you don't, and you're average across the board, you're you're, you're hoping it works out. Like, there, but that's a be trap, better. right? The trap. Oh,
0: yeah. The trap is initially would say, and I think early on we talk about our stages with the rookie. You know, like I have to do everything, and and you do have to do everything when you're a rookie. Yeah. But but the idea that no there's something about me maybe a thing or two that is going to become my superpower i need to focus and develop on that develop that over time so um i like to describe a superpower is it's based out of a giftedness you have like there's something in your internal wiring that you that you just were born with yep but then you develop it you really Mm -hmm. focus and make it better and better like i think about there's a, a new Marvel movie coming out soon, and the superhero in it is out of shape, so he has to get back in shape. Mm. You know, it's like he was born this with this great gift, but he still has to work on it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, uh, or you even see like the development of some people in, in movies that they're like, like with Spider-Man or whatever. He's like practicing how to shoot webs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the stuff we this, don't see. Yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't see him in like oh, I had to practice my web, but so. But I think it's true of advisors is that. Mm-hmm. One is that if you're listening right now, you have a superpower. Yep. I would say number two is you may not be aware of it because it comes naturally to you, mm-hmm. and so you're not actually developing it. Yeah. Uh, it's sort of the danger of being, you know, seven foot tall is you don't really like work on your jump shot because you're like, I'm just I'm seven feet tall. Yeah. I don't need to work on that. Yeah. But if you had a jump shot and you're seven feet tall, yep. you'd be even better. So, so what are they? And, and and what's examples of them as uh, within the business?
1: Yeah, and I think we need to be aware of what the industry is telling us. Unfortunately, the industry, the general guidance of the industry when you get into it, at least this is my path and a lot of advisors share this experience, is it's the 10-year path, the 15-year path. It's go out there, kind of work hard, call a bunch of people. And I didn't, I couldn't afford the 10-year path. Like I needed a three-year path. And in order to do that, I had to identify and build my
0: superpowers. So in the 10-year path, it seems to me, it's it really feels like the 10-year path says, um, do everything okay, consistently enough, mm-hmm. and it will work out, which seems safer mm-hmm. than, more safe, whatever, uh, than to say, identify as early as you can your superpower, mm-hmm. and then build around that. That's right. Yeah. Because you will eventually the generalist,
1: which we all are at some point. When I started, I was filing my own paperwork, setting my own meetings, planning my own events. Like we all have to do that for some right. period of time. Yeah. You just shouldn't do it for very long. Right. And once you figure out what, what are you best at, the goal over time, and again, hopefully in a short period of time, is that you get to spend almost all of your time doing that thing. Right. So today with Legacy, I spend most of my time in meetings with clients because that's one of my superpowers is conveying ideas, quantifying the value of what yep. we do. I shouldn't be putting the notes in Salesforce after the meeting. I shouldn't be booking the meetings. I shouldn't be doing the prep work. All these things I used to do, I've realized I can do them, but it's not the highest and best use of my time. Yeah. And so let's go we'll go through some superpowers real quick. We've identified in the industry and there, I'm sure there's others. One obvious one is rainmaker. Yeah. This is the person, uh, my brother-in-law is, is kind of this way. I remember this was years ago. He sends me like a selfie with Usher and he's at Oprah's house. And I thought he was in Nashville. And I'm like, well, bro, what are you doing? Like, how did you get there? People are just drawn to him. He's got this Southern kind of thing about him. It's, you know, it puts people's guard down. It's like he can get into rooms with people that, that I can't. Mm-hmm. Even though technically I've spent a bunch of time on stuff and I, There's just something about it that's like, we need to lean into that. Yeah. So your superpower could be, people are drawn to me and I can get people to
0: say yes. Yeah, people trust me quicker than they trust other people. I have a way of connecting with people uh, more quickly than most people would. Those are, that's a superpower, you know, and that, it's, it's, you know, it's the, I, I struggle. I, I hesitate to use the analogy, but well, it's the bug light. You know, it's like, I can't, you know, see that bug life movie? It's oh, yeah. like, it was a long time ago, but it's like, look away, look away. It's like, I can't help it. Uh-huh. But the difference is you don't get zapped at the end. You know, like <laughs> yeah. it's Hopefully it's a positive, yeah. it's a positive outcome, but it's, yeah, yeah there are certain people that are just like, man, how do they, yeah. how does the opportunity just drawn to them? Yep. And, and it's because it's their superpower.
1: Yep. And every superpower has a potential drawback too. For sure. A, a kryptonite of a rainmaker would be is they get somebody to say yes, but they don't deliver. <laughs> so they're getting one. They're getting two in, and they're losing one. You know, out the back door because either they don't have the technical expertise, they don't have the ongoing communication. They 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 can sell, but can they service?
0: Yeah.
1: Another great one is more of like the technician, and I've met advisors like this that they just know irrevocable trusts or life insurance within trusts so well that an advisor that runs across a complex situation periodically almost needs them to be in the room. Yeah, And you know, it's kind of like the idea of who's the best brain surgeon in the country. Yeah. I don't really care what their bedside manner is.
0: Hmm. If
1: I need them, I'm going to them. Right. And in our business from COIs, attorney CPAs, you may be quirky. You may not be the rainmaker person, you may make people feel uncomfortable, but if you're so good at what you do, you know more than most or anybody about a certain topic. That's a superpower.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and it's you've explained it before, I think, in our membership calls, but maybe on the podcast too about <laughs> about um, if I can get better results for your grandmother, she's <laughs> going to leave. She's not going to invest her money with you anymore. Yeah, that's right. Right. Meaning it's or it's, she'll leave a
1: little bit with you, but then give me the rest. Right. And never tell you about right. it. Right. But
0: the but it's. It's someone's superpower overcomes other things. Is the point? That's right. Well, I'm not this. I'm not this. I'm not this. But, but maybe you don't have to be those other things. Stop trying to be those things that you're never going to be that good at, yep. frankly, um, and put your energy towards something else. So,
1: yeah, because our industry, when I started in the insurance captive side, it was all about relationship. They said, "Hey, here's a here's a blank sheet of paper. List, write out the 50 people that are closest to you and call them." That was a pure relationship play. Yeah. And that's what our industry says is like, call your network, call your people, like get them to do business with you just because they know you, like you. And I remember getting to a point where I was like, I don't know what I'm doing though. Like, is that good for them? Like, (laughs) am I just like learning on my family and friends? And then someday five years from now, I'm going to look back and be like, Ooh, I wish I would have done something different. (laughs) And so I took the technical part very seriously early Mm -hmm. on and said, I'm not the, you know, the warm and fuzzy person. You know, we, we talked on a past episode about kind of yeah. like mental health. Like my thing wasn't like, oh, Sten's super fun to be around. Like, no, he makes me uncomfortable, and he's he's
0: kind really of, direct.
1: He's really direct, and not in a mean way, but more. it's like you know, yeah, yeah. So I had to be the person that's like, man, you get in a room with that guy, he's going to hit a home run, yeah. And I'll I'll kind of put up with the other stuff until I was able to kind of round out some of the the edges over sure, time on some of the other things. But um, so technician can be a great one. Uh, the next one is often overlooked, underappreciated. Which is like a processor kind of systems person. This was a is a weakness of mine. I don't enjoy setting up workflows in the business, but a practice is a business and it needs to run really well. Mm-hmm. Good systems. How are we communicating? You need to have you know, automate as much as you can. And I've met advisors like that is their superpower. They're maybe not the best rainmakers. They they can get clients, they're maybe not the technicians, but they can run a smooth business. They are yeah. at their core like a COO. Yeah. And 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 if you can do that, what it does is it makes you more efficient in every other area. And also potentially you partner up with a rainmaker.
0: Absolutely. I mean I'm thinking about, we, you know, we know, I and mean, there's dozens, hundreds, thousands of businesses that they grew because of their, you know, their product was and their Maybe their marketing, but then structurally they, they, they broke because they got so big. They just crumbled. Mm-hmm. I think about we work, oh, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, and I, I like i don't i didn't see the movie so I'm not, the, but the full story is like whatever they built they couldn't sustain and there's probably other factors but the bottom line is that visionary that rainmaker whoever that founder was that talked all these all people the into and, it oh, yeah. right like structurally it wasn't there mm-hmm. it, it it wasn't there. so you early on you may not think oh, i need that person but later on you're like man i could really use a person like that that's right right and yep. they're, and they're out there and and it's a superpower
1: uh, another one would be like coi centers of influence how do you interact with them um are you really strategic about who you meet with, how you relationship them? Because that's what it's about. You know, When they have a client in their office that needs something, who comes to their mind first? And for us, we pivoted. Uh, again, what the industry tells you is meet attorneys and CPAs to get referrals. But everyone else is calling the same CPAs and attorneys and uh, insurance agents for referrals. I said, I just want to meet the best ones so I have access to their ideas. So a superpower of our team became... Let's get the best COIs in our network so when we have a question we can ask them and it yeah. helps our clients. But also maybe you are really good at working with COIs and getting great referrals. Sure. And I've met those advisors. They get they get all, almost all their new business from joint events with COIs, taking them donuts every Monday morning like relationship and
0: knowing other what donut Mary likes. That's right. Mary gatekeeper, here's your Boston yeah, cream, yes. you know. Uh Mike here's your one with sprinkles, you know, you know. Yep. Uh yeah, and it it's it's that level of intentionality and connection it's a little like a rainmaker but it's almost like a rainmaker of just relationships versus just the business you know what i mean yeah
1: like i think when i have a relationship coi is better because it's like a professional level relationship which is different than like i need to go just meet a person on the street and make them like me um that i'm not as naturally good at but if i can get a room with a cpa or an attorney and talk technical with them and they see my business and like, oh, there's some credibility. That's a good point. I
0: think it, it, to be good with COIs is you have to be able to make the connection on a technical level of like, hey, here's where I need your help. Mm-hmm. i I find it fascinating as we as we talked to a lot of different advisors, as you talk in front of them, like it's fascinating when you talk about COIs because it's like, listen, if everybody's coming at COIs and that's not a, a, an exaggeration, when everybody's coming at COIs, saying, hey, I'm taking you out to lunch, How are your kids, da da da. And send me some business. You know what okay, I mean, like yeah. that. As, and you can come in from the other side, which is I'm not. I'm not going to ask for that. What I want is what you are. I want to know. I want to tap into your superpower. Yep. I want to know some. What? Are just just share some ideas. And you're like, oh, that's easy. Yeah.
1: Like, I, I heard that you work with a lot of construction companies. What's the, the three things I need to know that are specific to construction companies right. when it comes to tax planning? But my,
0: but like, what are the chances they're going to be like, I can't take that information? They're, they're like, sure, <laughs> let me, I, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because because the way versus like, hey, some of your clients, there, there's only so many clients, that's right, right? But and I what I love about it is when you do that, and you know, and the other the other advisors we work with, we teach them the same thing. When they do that, they are getting the very best ideas, and then when they want to flesh out those ideas and actually put them into play it's like of course you're going to call that coi and be like hey mike that idea you told me like i shared it with you know jenny and 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 john and they've got this business together and i i need you to help them do that yep it's just it's it's like hey help me identify a bridge between the two of us here's a bridge okay i'm gonna go use that bridge yeah like that's a Uh, that's that's an easy yes
1: yeah i I love that superpower because it's one that anybody can build yeah obviously there's some nuance to it um But our our practice is now built on COI referrals. Yeah. Because that's something I said, it's a long game. It may not be the short, every advisor needs short-term prospecting strategies and long-term one. This is a longer-term one. Yeah. But the dividends.
0: You made a great point, which I missed, which is like, you you do the, 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 give me the ideas, build a bridge, I'll have clients and I'll bring to you COI. But at some point the COI is going to flip that and go, you know, man, you guys keep sending me business. You know, now I'm going to think of you. Oh, yeah. You know? um and i also think there's something really nuanced and special and honoring if i sit down with you and i literally just go hey i just i really respect your knowledge and i i want to be able to help the people i work with Mm -hmm. tell me the smartest things you know tell me your wisdom like who's going to be like i'm offended no that's right yeah it's yeah i'd love to share how smart i am
1: and you you know it's working when the coi becomes a client Mm. and again you don't push for that early but like if you if you were doing it a good job, taking your business seriously, delivering a, a great value. Yeah. That will come. Yeah. Um, so that's ne- another next, superpower. Yeah. yeah. Next one, meetings. That's something we teach on a lot is, is how do you have in a meeting to where when a client leaves, they say, I've never had a meeting like that before. Yeah. And the core of it is, is, is generosity. It's not withholding your best stuff until they buy something or pay you for it. And then saying, Oh, surprise. It's you no, know, here's, here's two, three great ideas that even if you don't work with me, just paid for my fee for the next two or three years. Yeah. Um, so that, so that's when we spend a lot of time and we coach a lot of advisors on that because when I was young in the business. I didn't get a lot of plate appearances. I didn't have 10 meetings with ideal prospects a week. Yeah, I might have had one or two. Yeah, And so I know my close rate needed to be 95 to 100%. Yeah, And so I was like, what kind of experience am I giving them? Is it, hey, here's something about my firm and our three-legged stool of services. And they're right. going to leave saying like, I've had that meeting five times before. There was nothing different. Just
0: a different logo. Yeah, Pretty
1: much, yeah. It was yeah. like, no, they need to leave feeling like, when can we meet again?
0: So let me, let me pause real quick because I actually had a conversation with, a brand new advisor. He's less a year into the business. I talked to him on Tuesday. It's Thursday, and he's like eighty. Like I was like, "Is there anything else I could help you with?" Because we're talking about the network stuff, and and he said, uh, "I said, is there any specific questions to have something we could help with right now?" And he goes, "Yeah, I just really am struggling getting working off of this script because I, I have the script, I get the script, but it's just not. It feels when when it feels like a script to you, it's definitely <laughs> yeah, going to feel like a script to them, right?" And and I said to him something we talked actually about in one of our prior episodes is like you have to have a genuine curiosity for mm-hmm. people, or they will see through it. If it's all, if every question is about taking them to a sale, mm-hmm. you know, and and you talked about this in a prior episode, like don't have a predetermined de- you know destination. Yeah. Like trust that you'll get there if you need to get there, mm-hmm. but just have a genuine. Curiosity and ask yep. questions and ask more and more and more about that versus like, no, 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 you need to get on my railroad track. And they're like, am I on a railroad track? I'm like, yeah. yes, you are. Yes. You know, I need, I please stop talking about the things you care about. I have a script to follow. <laughs> so, I mean, is that, is that solid advice when it comes to meeting superpowers? You have to have great ideas, but then mm-hmm. you also have to just slow down and show a genuine concern and care for that person.
1: Yep. Which is easier said than done, especially we're in, in the rookie stage or the stable phase or yeah. even the maturing phase. Cause you need business Yeah, and you're not having people knock down your door. So when somebody comes in your, your goal, whether you know it or not is how can I find a solution for me to provide? Because yeah, that's, that's how fair. I get paid or yeah. I'm just giving my time away. We spend a lot of time. This is why we teach advisors. You should be able to charge for your advice and yep. time yep. because if you can charge a financial planning or consulting fee, then you really don't care. There may be some product you need to help them with. Yeah. if you're saying, even if you don't, you're going to pay me for my time and ideas. Yeah, like That is why that's so valuable. So if you're in a place where you can't do that, my challenge and hope is, is that you can still adopt that posture. Yeah, Because you may finish a meeting, give them some great ideas that does not pay you, and you decide, it's just the timing's not right. Yeah. There's nothing, I don't want to force something here. I don't want the impression to be for this client. Man, they just really tried to hard sell me something. Every time I meet with advisor, they think I need to put more money in the market or right. buy more insurance because that becomes your reputation.
0: Or you sound like every other advisor I've met with. I mean, that's yeah. the other part of it is it's like, you're just a, you're just a, you're a shell and it's the same words, same message, same script.
1: Different product on the
0: shelf kind yep. of,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, a couple other quick ones, we won't dive too far into them, but educational selling. Uh, we, this is kind of our whiteboarding strategies when we're in a meeting and we can teach somebody, um, we become the experts right away yeah. when, whether we do a webinar with people, it's like, Hey, we're not here to sell you anything, but we're going to show you that we're the experts in this, and we're going to ask enough questions that are probably going to prompt the right people yeah. to follow
0: up. I remember you taught me something one time and it took like 90 seconds and I was like, well, give me an example. And you're like, uh, long-term care. And you showed me like these four different examples. I could go out today, and it was probably a year ago, and I could go teach those things. Mm. That is a person who has really mastered educational selling, is you can teach people Mm. who could then go out and at dinner the next night and go, did you know there's four kinds of laundry? And it's like,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. Anybody can make something complicated. And I think in our business, when people get so far into the weeds, it's like you lose a client and they're, I guess, impressed with your knowledge, but they leave like, I have no idea what to do with that.
0: Impressed and gone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Versus saying, here's something that's fairly complex, but has anybody ever showed it to you this way? Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, I didn't. Yeah. And so many of the ideas we teach, I bet you their CPA mentioned it before. Yeah. Uh, they've probably heard it from an attorney or a friend, but we put it to we presented it in such a way that it took for the first time. Yeah. And then whenever they think about that idea, whose idea is it?
0: it Sten's idea. Sten's
1: idea. You know? <laughs> and it's just kind of it's it's yep. there's some magic in that. Uh the last one is is kind of motivation or team development. Like, are you a great leader? Because <laughs> some of the smartest people I've I've heard, met, read about, they weren't the best at everything but they somehow attracted amazing talent. Yeah, Like they, 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 they might be the visionary seat, but they have an integrator. They have a processor. Like, are you attracting good people, making them feel valued, uh, giving them a clear path to success? Creating a healthy
0: culture that then brings more people, you know, and that's how you've grown your team is like, you know, where did they come from? Oh, they came from another team member who said, you should come work with me. Mm -hmm. You know, and and I, I think that's a good question to ask. Would, would your current team invite their very best friend who just lost their job or is, happy at their job to go you should quit your job and come work with me i bet it's even better than your job right and that's that's a superpower
1: yep and and the and the trap there is that you become kind of like a an appeaser meaning you just kind of give everybody everything and you're trying to be a people pleaser all the time and 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 i swung that way years ago until i realized like no they're looking to me for leadership yeah like they want Sten to make the hard decisions but they still feel cared about yeah and that and so that's not my natural superpower it's something i've had to build yeah. on and try to flex a little bit
0: what um, but how do people know what their superpowers are like give give them some
1: i think if you ask those closest to you yeah uh, my brother-in-law dustin if he asked me that i could answer it in 10 seconds yeah. uh, He and he's already aware of kind of the things he's he's naturally good at um but also is there certain things you do that make you the time fly by yeah that you're energized by yeah. and i love sitting in meetings with clients and being generous with ideas and kind of opening their mind to a whole new way of thinking about finances and money. If I could do that five, six times a day, but I didn't have to think about like the notes afterwards or like the meeting prep or setting out the forms to get them signed up. Like that's the stuff that I just, I don't even want on my radar.
0: Yeah. So we've got sort of two parts, which is how do you develop it? How do you develop that that superpower? And then how do you protect it once you have it? Mm -hmm. Right. So when it comes to developing it, it's, it's you have to have an awareness that you have it and then look for resources that can make you better and better at that Yep. um that's that's, that for me
1: that's always been other people like why would i sit here and try to recreate this where there's other people out there that are
0: what's the thing you say about getting out of your office like it's like like your great ideas and great connections like they don't generally happen at your desk
1: (laughs) oh yeah while you're stuck in the the you know the, the wheel of your average day yeah with it's all a these book
0: or it's i'm out of the office and i'm going to meet with someone that yeah yep. help me develop that and then when we talk about protecting i think this is super important we'll wrap with this which is um how, how do you make sure that your superpower doesn't get sort of distracted or torn down because of all the weight of all the other stuff that comes with a growing business
1: there's a, a really practical exercise essentially trying to write out everything you do in a day uh-huh. and going through and saying what stuff is not necessary, is not moving the needle, it's kind of busy work, and then what things are very necessary but I shouldn't be doing them. And so we do that periodically, especially every time we hire somebody onto the team. There are things that other people should get rid of and should become their main thing. Right. And so so really practically, you may feel this way. And I think the the hesitancy of advisors are like, man, I I have to hire somebody, but I don't know how to find somebody or I don't have the money to do it. We spend so much time with advisors, coaching and encouraging them through that because we do. If if somebody comes to me and says, Stan, I want to have a practice like yours someday." Okay, well, you need other people. Yeah. Well, I don't have money for that. Well, you may need to take a pay cut for a little bit. Yeah. Or, um, I used the HELOC on my house to build out an office space that created an awesome work environment that people wanted to be part of.
0: Yeah.
1: Every other business owner you probably know, if you have business owner clients, at some point invested in their business. Yeah. Maybe took out a loan, uh, or the thing that we shake up advisors with is stop funding your retirement accounts for a year. I had an advisor in the uh, our community come and say, hey, I'm, I'm thinking of putting 30 or 40K into my SEP. And I was like, yeah, but we just talked about you need to hire somebody. He's like, oh, well, maybe I'll put 20. I was like, no, don't put any in this year. What do you think is going to get a better rate of return? This guy doubling the size of his business and the yeah. recurring revenue for the next 30 years yeah. or putting money into a SEP and maybe making 10% a year or less. Right. But there's some stronghold the industry has told us because it's what we tell everybody else. But as a consultant, as a planner, I tell other clients of mine that are business owners, my don't fund your account. Yeah. Hey, this building you want to buy? Like, let's go build that because that could be great for your business. Like, start treating ourselves like we would treat other business owner clients of ours.
0: Yeah, yeah. And on, on, a, on a reading level, who not how the book has had a tremendous oh. impact uh, on you. And again, it's it's basically 200 pages of the same thing. That's right. Really well written, yeah. Yeah. but it is it is that you. Your solution is not you, it's other people. Mm-hmm. And that, that allows you to be really the best version of yourself. Yeah,
1: most advisors, and, and, and I was in this camp for years too, I have an idea, how can I do this? Instead of, oh, this is a great idea, who can help me do this? And you may not have a who, so you don't do it yet. And it, what it does is it helps you, and then the, the book that really pairs great with that is essentialism, is you don't do good things, you do great things. So if you have a great idea, who can help you do it? Yeah. That's really what it should boil down to. So my hope is, is try to identify your superpower. If you already know it, build upon it. Because to be elite in this business, every elite advisor we've met, coach, talked to, they have some type of superpower where they are not average across the board. They are better at something than most. Thanks. Thanks, bud.
0: So what's your superpower and what are you going to do to both develop and protect it? We'd sincerely like to know. So you can let us know by visiting StenMorgan.com slash podcast. Tell us what your superpower is. We'd love to hear from you. That's StenMorgan.com slash podcast. Thanks again for listening and for being part of our community. We appreciate you very much.